0: Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi everybody, it's JT and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm JT and today we've got um, Jim Dodson, my buddy from North Carolina there. He's Kind enough to take an hour out of his day and spend with us here. Um, Jim's an author, if you don't know that. And he used to work, uh, write for Golf Magazine. And just his history is so long and learned and storied. It's great stuff there. Um, but I don't know if he's prepared for this. So right. we'll, we'll try it, okay? We'll see what you do. Okay. <clears throat> we'll start with some easy stuff. Okay. If you could play a round of golf with one of your favorite golfing heroes, who would it be?
1: Okay. They can be me. alive or gone. Okay, I did that with Arnold Palmer. When I worked, we probably played 25 times. And the first time I played with him, it was in the shootout at Bay Hill and I teed up a ball and duck hooked it into the next fairway. <laughs> <laughs> that's how nervous I was. Um, I, I, uh, let me think. I, oh, gosh, that's, I, I think if I could, but excluding Arnold, um, I think I would. I was, I had the last, this is going to sound nutty, but it's true, absolutely true. For my column in the Golf Magazine that ran for many years called The Golf Life, I had the last scheduled interview with Richard Nixon. Uh, oh. And he, he, his plebeias flared up. He went in, and his secretary called me and said, We're going to have to postpone it. He really wants to to talk with you and maybe. go out to the golf club or something and where he belonged on saddle river and he died and so i i know it sounds nuts because sneed once said to me he told eisenhower and he said he told nixon you need mr mr president you need to stick your butt out like you're taking a dump in the woods and he said nixon thought that was the greatest tip he ever got when he's trying (laughs) (laughs) that was sneed to the core
0: (laughs) oh yeah i got okay um if, if Jim Dodson was declared Supreme leader of golf for one day, what would you Jim as Supreme leader decree?
1: Uh, I'm going to be showing my curmudgeonly roots here. Take the flag out when you're putting, it's driving me crazy. I just, I play with a lot of these guys just love to putt. and I, I just can't putt with a flag in. I, you know that's, but I but I don't want to impose my view on the others. Yes, I do. That's just that's just. That's okay.
0: Out. You're supreme leader, so you. Can, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can do what you want. Um When you were covering tournaments, what was the dumbest thing you ever saw while covering tournaments?
1: Uh. Um. I, I used to think in the early days, I I I covered golf up till right when. Uh, cell phones with cameras came in mm-hmm. and i remember how absolutely insane uh tournament people would get about you know the organizers with flags and they they would not let you bring phones in and stuff i think relaxing that rule was a really really good thing um i i uh it's the craziest thing i ever saw um um I saw I saw a hot air balloon land one time accidentally on in, in the middle of a golf tournament and uh and then more people went to watch that than the players. <laughs> I think it was in Kentucky. That oh my goodness. Yeah. So
0: if we put uh, Jim Dodson's skills to music, what would the music be?
1: Uh it would definitely be twanging country music from North Carolina or the that, mountains of Tennessee. There you go, buddy. Um what was the best and
0: you gotta give me two answers on this one. Worst tournament you ever covered.
1: Um I think the uh the best was probably um and it's not my favorite. Um uh, I remember the Masters in '86 was Nicholas, and I was I was there for two days. Uh, I think as a reporter, because that's, I just started working for golf. Um, I loved it. I just, the excitement that I, it was just dizzying excitement. People mm-hmm. His run he was making. And I'm a good friend of Ben Crenshaw. So he and I have talked about that. Um, um, I think the worst tournament I ever covered, but um, well, might've been the best was a, was a, was indeed a Kentucky tournament for a senior event. And it was really boring but I I got to talk to five or six of the old guys, like Bruce Crampton. Everybody said he was crouchy and he wouldn't talk to reporters. And I just saw, I went up to ask him a discreet little question. I thought he would bite my head off, and he ended up buying me a beer. So what the tournament wasn't that great because I'm trying to remember who ran away with it. I think Lee Trevino ran away with it, and he could bite your head off if you didn't. he didn't want to talk to you. But Bruce Crampton and I saw Billy Casper and became great friends with him and brought him to a tournament in Maine. Um, you know, so I think, I think that that would be the, that would be the, I can't say it's the worst. I mean, you know, I will say something who's just I had I've always said every time I've ever, I had been asked about golf courses, there's no such thing as a bad golf course. There's yeah. something I wanted to love about it. And I would almost feel the same in tournaments too. There you go. Um, if you could dine with a historical figure mm. can be anybody,
0: right? <laughs> who would it be? And what would be on the menu? Is it in golf? Golf
1: historical for
0: any, 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 any realm.
1: Um, I would probably do, um, Graham green and, and, um, maybe Walter Hagen. Uh, I wish I could, I mean, uh, Hagen is someone I just utterly fascinates me. Um, uh, because of his, he, you know, he never hurry, never worry, but he was a guy who just kind of cruised through life and was an extraordinary golfer, and uh, he uh, he really shaped the modern game in some ways after Harry Varden and he and others. Uh, he, he was just an amazing guy. His story is just so colorful and fun, um, and I think he had a huge impact on everybody from Arnold Palmer to to uh, not Nicholas so much, but Arnold worshipped him, and I think Harry Varden, I mean, I'm sorry, I think uh, Walter would be a lot of fun. I love the story about him.
0: I don't know if it's true, but he had been out for the evening. Yeah. yeah. Came home and he took off his tux and he didn't have any underwear on. And his wife not so discreetly pointed that out to her, to him. Mm-hmm. And he said,
1: My God, I've been
0: robbed. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he, he always had a great line. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you remember the
0: first time you ever picked up a golf club, Jim?
1: Uh, I, I kind of do. Um, uh, my dad was a, was a golfer who learned to play during the war in Britain when he was stationed there as an arm, an, an airman at, at Lytham. And he had a set of Sam Snead Blue Ridge clubs, uh, Wilson's Blue, Blue Ridge clubs. And I, uh, I remember I was probably 10 years old and he would play with friends of his. And I remember going out in the backyard uh, while he was, a, it was a Sunday afternoon or something. And I went out there and I asked him to, if I could play with it. And yeah. he went and got, remember in the days they had those little plastic golf balls you could hit. Yep. So you could smack it. It would only go about, you know, 50 feet. Right. So he went to the drugstore and came home. And that was my kind of my first golf lesson with my dad in the backyard with a Blue Ridge sand wedge. Oh, excellent
0: for you. If, uh, if you could r- erase one mistake from your past,
1: what would it be? Oh my God. I can give you a list of females that, that <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, sure. I, no. I'm pretty a, sure they won't listen to this show, so you can say yeah, anything you want. Like. Yeah, sure, we're good. You you can be um uh, might need let's see mistake from the past. Um Oh, I it's it's very personal and it's not very exciting. Uh my dad bought land when I was uh in junior high school. Up in up in Fancy Gap, Virginia, up in the Blue Ridge. And he always had this belief, hope that one day we would build a cabin on this beautiful high land over the over the over the uh, over the I think it's the uh, Pigeon River up there. Not the Pigeon River, the uh Roanoke River. And um I um when I got married and moved to Maine and had my family, my young family, call me one day, and he was pretty near his end. And he said, do you, Hey sport, do you think we ought to, you know, do you think we'll ever build that cabin we talked about? And, um, I said, you know, like an idiot. I said, you know, dad, I don't think so. I'm so busy. I'm a young father. I'm traveling all the time for the golf world. And he said, he said, well, I have a guy in my Sunday school class who would like to buy it. So I said, well, maybe sell it to him. So I regret that's my only true regret in my life. Honestly, that didn't keep that land and build that house.
0: Yeah. I can appreciate that um, what is one thing you miss about your twenties?
1: let's see, not much uh, <laughs> i I was a young reporter who got involved writing about everything from bluegrass legends to to Appalachian moonshiners to every corrupt politician in Dixie uh, so i I really wrote about a lot of wonderful a few wonderful things and a lot of terrible things. I got this big job at the Atlanta journal constitution magazine and they, and before that I had a car at my home, they gave me a car at my hometown Greensboro paper and they said, just go out and find crazy people to write stories about. So I did that. And that, um, you know, that was, that was pretty, pretty special, but also daunting. Also,
0: um, lifting your head off the pillow certain mornings Mm -hmm. doesn't, didn't hurt as much as it would now, if you know what I mean.
1: Well, you know, the reason I said I wouldn't want to live him over was my son's a journalist, and actually he's in South America right now. He's been in the Middle East. Um, I think the 20s are a time you're really trying to figure out who you are. In other words, how you, uh, where in this mass swirling world of differences and and opportunities you fit. Uh, And I think you sometimes get wrong advice. You're subject to people's opinions that you really don't you you heed, but you weren't sure your heart's in it. And I would just say one of the smartest things you can do is really uh, uh, learn who you are. It's the Polonius advice know that son, know that self. But I think, I think, beginning somehow going, beginning a spiritual life, and I'm not talking about a religious connection necessarily, mm-hmm. I'm talking about spiritually understanding why you're, why you might be here. What is it you really love, you would do for free if they, even if they didn't pay you. Um, that's why, in a way, kind of, I've always re- I've written this that golf kind of saved my life. Certainly saved my sanity and saved my life when I switched from writing about corrupt politicians and presidential campaigns and unrepentant Klansmen in uh, in Alabama. I, I just it, it changed my life. It made me a very different person. Well, what?
0: One thing about writing about uh, corrupt politicians doesn't matter if they're in the South or wherever—you never right. run out of material.
1: That's really true. It's like a funeral home; you've always got customers, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is true. Um, what's your favorite movie?
1: Oh wow, I i think—I think, uh, I think uh, uh, Meet Joe Black is one of my favorite movies. Is it? Uh, yeah. because it's a wonderful story about you know about accepting your faith and changing and, and, and following your heart and love. Uh, that's a great movie, I think. Um, but that's a tough one. Cause I can I usually spout off 10 or 12 movies that just, uh, I, I think uh, I remember being knocked flat um, by um, um, gladiator. Yes. Uh, I hadn't seen a movie. I don't think I'd ever seen a movie that certainly the Roman saga where you, you know, you got a bunch of guys running around in plastic armor and stuff with the See being all, all the Cecil B. DeMille films words seem like caricatures. Yeah. That movie, uh Gladiator, seemed so real and beautifully filmed and written. It just I saw it like six times, and I've never seen a movie more than six times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's a it's a great movie. Um sweatshirts or formal wear? And I know you own both. <laughs>
1: I have an old soup and fish in the closet. I, I vow I'll never wear it again. I also lost about twenty five pounds, so I would look like I a, see that. I look like I look like a child in a in a in a you know in a in a potato Snows- snowsuit. So, yeah, yeah, drape, yeah, drape off of me. Um, it depends if if the sweatshirt is cashmere. Yeah, I'd definitely wear the sweatshirt. You know. No, well, yeah,
0: it wouldn't. Um, what's the biggest thing you? if any biggest change you think maybe should be made to amateur golf in this country?
1: I, you know, that's a great question. I, I am a big fan of amateur golf and I think mm-hmm. there's a kind of a small little groundswell. I wish television would cover it more because I think if they did that, people would, people would, uh, I, I'd like to see some of the, you know, like uh, the, quarter cup and some of these other tournaments that you know mm-hmm. you hear people have played in i'd like to see coverage of those because you're going to see some great amateur players that never get known uh and i think uh, that would be a lot of fun i'd like i think amateur golf should be promoted heavily and i i um and i think uh it needs a champion and i don't think any of the tv networks are particularly interested in that not that well there's not much money in it well, there you go. You've just said the magic word. Just yeah. So maybe the Saudis will take that over too. So amateur golf. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, <clears throat> what do you want to do when and if you ever retire? I don't see
1: you as somebody who's going to completely, completely retire down the road. Well, I'm writing more, I pro- have more literary projects right now than I've ever had. And I just <laughs> turned 70. So. Um, I I, uh, I don't plan to retire. Um, someday my wife will come out and I'll be face down in the hostas. Uh, you know, I'm a gardener. Uh, I love the earth. I probably should have, if I had it to do in another life, I probably would have become uh, a, a landscape architect. Uh, I, I lo- that's why so many of the golf architects are great friends of mine. Uh, uh, Donald Steele just set up the whole trip to England with mm-hmm. me. We're great buddies. Uh, I love I love golf courses for that reason. I always look at the architecture of them and just marvel at the beauty of them. Um, so, um, I, I won't retire. I'll, you'll just find me someday based down in the hostas.
0: Well, have Dame Wendy call me. Let me know. Have,
1: yeah, yeah. She'll send you some ashes. For- send
0: me some ashes. I'll send her her some more wine.
1: Barbecue juice, you know. Barbecue sauce, you know.
0: Yeah, I could do that too. Okay, (laughs) uh, down towards the end here. um, What this is one I make you scratch your head. I hope. Uh, What would your last meal on death row be?
1: Uh, Golly, that's a scratcher. I don't know. Uh, Oh, I know. My my great my my now late mother scottish mother-in-law's tr- true scottish mince delicious stuff and i make it really well but i'd have to make it to, or to make it i have to go to england in- to 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 uh to maine where she lived and make it in this big pot she made that she showed me how to make it i still make it for my kids and they love it so oh, i but- did would be scottish mince okay
0: and uh um- this is your chance right now. What would Jim Dodson's um message to the world be? Mm. Thank you. Good enough. Good enough. Jim Dodson, thank you, buddy, for being on the show and putting up with the after hours. It's uh we'll talk after we get done here, but it's always a pleasure. Um Jim, you can find Jim's books in any of the large bookstores uh find them online still find them on amazon they're out there uh if you haven't read any of them start with final rounds how's that does that work for you
1: yeah uh and range bucket list is fun too
0: Range. oh yeah well that is true that is true um and if you're really nice maybe someday you'll meet pat the antichrist who knows That's great, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right, that's going to wrap it for After Hours this week. I'm JT. We want to thank Jim Dodson again. We'll be back next week. Don't forget, you can find us every Saturday at noon, Eastern Time, on um, iHeart, on the Golf News Network, 24-7 Golf Radio on there. Take care, everybody.